You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Book of Acts, Chapter 22. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. As a high priest and all the council can testify, I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you were told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear the words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said, leave Jerusalem immediately because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, Rid the earth of him! He's not fit to live! As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. He directed that he be flogged and interrogated in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do, he asked. This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. But I was born a citizen, Paul replied. Those who were about to interrogate him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realized that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. The commander wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews. 
So the next day he released him and ordered the chief priest and all the members of the Sanhedrin to assemble. Then he brought Paul and had him stand before them. In chapter 22, we see that Paul has left Ephesus and he's on to Jerusalem. And then he gets to Jerusalem and, of course, he's uh, facing some more trials and uh, just really not, really just being, I guess, persecuted by the Jews, uh, even arrested. And so um, at the end of that chapter, before this, we see that uh, Paul makes a plea to the commander to actually speak to the crowd. Um, and even in that that time, we also find out that he's a Greek citizen. So um, that's the opportunity now that Paul has. He's able to speak to the crowd and, and, and make his uh, defense known. And so let's discuss a little bit more about what he says and and how it's received. So um, so we see that that uh, as as Ori just kind of led into what's happened here in chapter twenty two, and when we read on to verse seventeen eighteen, we see uh, he says, "When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, and that's God saying to me, and again written in red, like Jesus talking, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly." because they will not accept your testimony about me. And then it goes on down in verse 21 and says, go for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. And then that's kind of where everything, they start shouting and everything kind of changes there in the way that they accept the message. So that makes me think a little bit about today and, and the parallel to where we are uh, in, in our time. We don't in our they talk about so much the Jews and the Gentiles. Uh, we, we don't talk so much about really use the word Gentiles uh, in that sense. But, but uh, I'm just wondering in, in our day and in our time and where, where we are, uh, have we perhaps, and I know that I have sometimes encountered uh, that God said, go here or go there, go to these people, go there. And there's a resistance uh, for one reason or another, and perhaps that's something we could ponder. How how is that today, and what might be the reasons? What might be the people where there are or people groups? You know that happens a lot. That we don't see people or a person for a person, but we dehumanize and we categorize and we put people in groups, and then it's very easy to detach any emotion, any feelings. And uh, it's very, very easy then to, to be harsh. And that certainly happens today. What you said at the end there, Anne, really resonates with me because we do find here throughout Acts, Paul not shying away from confrontation and there being a great deal of confrontation either between him and Jewish authorities or between Paul and pagan authorities. And all along the way, though, I don't think Paul ever loses sight of the fact that he is still being confronted by human beings who are also loved by God, for whom Jesus also died. And you're right, there are today so many dividing lines and so many 
ways in which we can find ourselves in the middle of controversy. It seems like anything and everything you say can be interpreted to mean something politically or socially or what have you. And I fear sometimes that the church falls into this trap of choosing one side or the other and finding that to be its that it's compelled to do so. Whereas I think what we find with Paul is not that he's shying away from what he believes to be true or that he's ever hiding who he is as, as a believer and as someone redeemed by God. Here we have him beautifully giving his testimony and then even uh, at the end of his testimony, highlighting what they had done to Stephen. So not shying away from controversy, but I still think even in this chapter, and I, and I think you especially see this in Paul's letter to the Romans, he never loses his love for even his adversary. And I think Paul is an expert at navigating that love of one's enemy while also maintaining his integrity and the integrity of the mission of God. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.